Good morning, good afternoon. How are you guys doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus. Took some time away. I've been recording another podcast. If you're ever interested, it's the Marketplace of Ideas. A little plug there. Um, it's on basically anywhere you can find your podcast. Check it out. Uh, but today we are... Uh, my man, what's the date today? Holy smokes. I believe it is May. May something. I think it's May the 5th. Yes, May the 5th, just after May the 4th, uh, May the 4th be with you and all that sort of craziness that uh, took place yesterday for all the Star Wars fans out there. Today is a, it's going to be a fun day. It's a day of reckoning. It's a day of understanding. It's a day of coming together. It's a day um, in which we're going to be talking about a topic that has been brought up um, within the fitness industry for the last number of years and it is something in which a lot of um, public figures have been speaking about and talking about with a lot of gusto and a lot of fervor and it's it's um, it's caused quite the storm in the Twitterverse and on Facebook and Instagram and all the socials and things of that nature and the topic is body positivity or the culture of uh, body positivity, I guess, um, in which from what I'm understanding now, it's where people will, um, sort of, I guess you could say confront various narratives about the modeling music movie and film industry in which women, particularly women, but also men are held to unrealistic and just absurd standards of beauty, but particularly when it comes to weight and shape and size and body image and so some of the proponents of this movement are people that you can find on instagram and just put type in the hashtag body positivity or self-love and you will get a torrent of images and opinions and um you know channels that are talking about this so what we're going to do is just break down a little bit of this it's not going to be the um the be all be all and end all uh, to this discussion we're definitely going to be having this well into the future but this is just sort of like a little jumping off point which we could talk about what it actually means why it's such a big deal and what are some of the the positives as well as the pitfalls of this sort of thing um this first came to my attention probably a few years back when um the whole craze of uh, the uh what was it the um the Biggest Loser came out a, a number of years ago where the contestants would come on a show and they would essentially go to what was known as like an extreme fat camp, basically. And they would they would head over there. They would uh, be sequestered from all the temptations of the world, all the things that were leading them down a path of destruction, all of the, the bad eating habits, the bad social circles, the stress of work and family. And they would just literally... Um, they would go there and basically have the, the crap kicked out of them. I mean, we're talking very, the very like military sort of style of being yelled at and screamed at and, you know, come on, come on, push it and stuff like that. And um, later on, you see as some of the contestants have been interviewed for this show, it ran for a number of, number of years. It, it, it had all the marketing hoopla behind it. There were video games and there was um, books and podcasts and products and everything else. But a lot of the contestants afterwards said that it was very unhealthy and not very realistic to stay in that state um, indefinitely. Um, you can't sequester and run away from the stresses of life and you can't 
take away all of the temptations that are going to be there. Um, unfortunately, we have to face those things and still maintain our health and our our um, um, a lifestyle in which we are able to um, you know exist with other people. But when looking at uh, the body positivity sort of um, mantra, as it were, there's a few people in particular that sort of stick out to me, and one of them in particular is an artist by the name of Lizzo. Um, Lizzo is a three-time Grammy Award winner. Um, she is particularly somebody that is very popular. Um, she's had songs like, um, oh man, if I could get one of her songs, it's real. Um, I think it's oh worth the squeeze. That was when I first heard about her. Um, it was kind of like a disco sort of bop to it, and it was released a couple of a number of years ago. And so Lizzo has. Um, been at the forefront, not the only one, but one of the main people within this sort of um, movement, if you want to call it that, of having people accept who they are, um, be able to look at themselves in the mirror and not. And like, like a little backstory, like I, I was raised in the you know in the eighties and the nineties when it was pretty prevalent that if you had a certain t- body type, if you had a certain look, that you would be able to um, you'd be able to rise to the height of, of you know of stardom and and um, movies and things of that nature. So it was very much a template that was there for people to have to kind of fit into. Um, uh, if anybody remembers the advertisements for Calvin Klein and the, the kind of the Kate Moss type-esque models that were, you know, on heroin, um, very Andy Warhol type of um, partying that was going on there. And you know, you'd have these artists, you'd have, I'm sorry, you'd have these models that had very, didn't have any curves at all, you know, um, very very little in the way of feminine features as it were they were kind of very stick figured and they had this almost gaunt look in their eyes that it was sucked out by heroin or drugs or whatever but so that was kind of like the 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 um, the attitude that was taken for modeling and and advertising within that time period in the 90s and so henceforth we see a a movement coming which was i don't actually know if it was in the 90s but we started seeing people starting to talk about this definitely into the 2000s um the viewpoints of the i guess you could say the body positivity movement is basically is a social movement uh focused on empowering overweight individuals while also challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body. The movement advocates the acceptance of all bodies regardless of physical size, gender, race, or appearance. So, it's not necessarily something that's new. We saw a first wave of this back in the 60s, actually, um, when a radio host by the name of Steve Post held a fat in in Central Park. He described the purpose of the event was to protest discrimination against the fat. Uh, five months later, after the fat in, um, let's see, there was, a, uh, there was an essay composed that was entitled, More People Should Be Fat. As a result of him, as a result of a gentleman by the name of Lou um, Louderback, Dis- uh, witnessing discrimination of his wife uh, that she experienced because of her size. Uh, we kind of see a second wave of this in the the second wave of body positivity sort of came in the 90s where there were programs being made specifically for overweight people. A popular program at the time was Making Waves in which a weekly f- which was a weekly fat swim. Home exercise programs like um, like yoga for round bodies was also made but were not um, comfortable um, and they weren't really sort of accepted into the fitness community. And then the third wave you had was within the 
2000s, which we're kind of in right now. And you saw the launch of social media platforms and things of that nature where we see people who are thought leaders, as it were, who are influencers that are working with various companies and things of that nature to get people to to kind of um, buy into this mindset that it is... It's about inclusion, it's about maintaining a healthy mind state with your body and loving yourself regardless of your size. And I think one of the things that I find very, very um, encouraging about this movement is that it is telling people that who are a different shape, who are a different size, that they do matter. Um, Nobody has the right to be discriminated against, to be made fun of, or to be put down because of their size or their shape we all carry on us the scars of life and because of that if you have recovered from breast cancer and you've had to have you know your your breast removed and so you you might have scarring there or if you've had a, a vasectomy um uh, not a vasectomy sorry i mean well yeah that could i mean that leaves scarring too right but hopefully you're not showing that around anywhere uh, but you've had um issues with um let's say uh uh, you've given birth, right? And you've, you have stretch marks from that, or you've had growth spurts, or you've suffered injuries and they've left scars on your body. Um, vitiligo, which is another condition in which, you know, um, causes the lightening of various patches of your skin. Um, anything that could be seen as making you less attractive or have less value in the marketplace of dating or, or things of that nature. I, I definitely believe that this is something that is is very positive in that regard. Um, too too often we've seen the other, as it were, uh, people who are who don't fit the European, you know, um, body type, beauty standard to be relegated to um, the back of the line when it comes to movies, when it comes to casting, when it comes to what is perceived as beautiful, what is perceived as attractive or good looking in the Western society in particular, but. And there's always a but. It there there's also the fact that within the African American community and also within the Caribbean Canadian community, which I am a part of, being my family comes from the Caribbean, there is an increased rate of hypertension, high blood pressure, you know, heart disease, diabetes, um, arthritis caused by having to carry excessive amounts of weight on your joints and the fact that we're losing records uh, record amounts of people to preventable illnesses and diseases one of the pitfalls to the body positivity movement as it regards to weight is that we are in a sense promoting an unhealthy lifestyle now when it comes to the weight aspect of it now when it comes to the aspect of how you look and how society wants you to look, then society could, could, could F off because you have the right to look and feel the way you want to feel. But unfortunately, if you are suffering from, you know, maybe diabetes, hypertension, things of that nature, it is not within your best interest to promote a lifestyle that could lead to your detriment and lead to your death or your early death. Um, one of the uh, the issues that Lizzo brought up in one of her interviews with, I believe her name is Jamila, Jamila Jamil, which is, um, she's an actress, and you can see her on, I believe, uh, on the show, The, uh, the Good Place, on, um, I believe it's on Netflix, 
Um, she, she did an interview with her back on September 12, 2020, and they're talking about body image, they're talking about dealing with social media criticism and everything else, and I am with them right up until the point where we start, where we, we, we skip over the fact that by following this sort of lifestyle in regard to the weight, we're promoting uh, an idea that says it's okay to, to have a large body mass index that puts you into the state of being morbidly obese. What it's, what it's telling young people, particularly the millions of followers that Lizzo has on Instagram and Facebook, is that it's okay to accept unhealthy habits that lead to morbid obesity, that lead to you, um, you know, putting your health in jeopardy. And quite frankly, not doing the actual work. Now, let's be clear. No one's saying that you as a person to receive value have to look like a Dallas cheerleader, that you have to be a size. I don't even know what the sizes are, you know, that you have to fit into the same jeans you fit into when you were in high school. I I think those are unrealistic expectations and they need to be, you know, chucked to the wayside. But when we don't look at the glaring issues of the weight aspect of it, not the weight where you're, you're healthy and your doctor says, okay, yeah, you've put on a few, whatever you, you, you know, you're, you're doing okay. But the weight that, that basically says, Hey, look, if you don't take care of this, you're, you're going to be dead in a few years. And right now with diabetes and, you know, all of the litany, the laundry list of illnesses that come from being overweight, where it's affecting your health. I think that's where the body image positivity movement is dangerous. It's not dangerous to have people accept who they are, but it is dangerous to have people not work on the things that they can to help them live a better positive life. And case in point, earlier this year, or I'm sorry, earlier last year, Lizzo actually went on a juice cleanse and she was talking about, you know, wanting to, f- to feel better and things of that nature. And, and they came at her and they basically like her own community started coming at her saying that she was not in a sense, um, living up to what she was talking about. Now, picture this, if you would, somebody who's trying to like actually be here, right. To, to live an active lifestyle. So, so she can like benefit the world with, with more of her music and more of her talent. I mean, the, the girl's just just a force to be reckoned with. But let's be clear, if you're if you're like, you know, a ridiculously high, you know, cholesterol level and 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 you know, and, and all these sort of levels are up that shouldn't be, how much longer are you gonna be around to share your talent with the world? I tell you right now, I'd much rather have her music and and she takes care of herself versus um, basically she, you know, live up to this, this sort of ideal that she's trapped herself in and then you lose her. Um, a couple of years ago, well, this isn't a couple of years ago, but, um, just to kind of close out here, there was a rapper, um, that I followed and even my mom loved, um, his name was big pun. Uh, he passed away back in February the 7th, 2000. Now big pun was one of the, um, he was he was he was pretty pretty much within the last 20 years he's probably the last MC that I've heard that I would say has like sort of made made me st- stand up and say oh man this is this guy's this guy's amazing right and upon his death he weighed 698 pounds he passed away due to um, heart failure respiratory failure and when he was taken to the hospital he was only 28 
they were unable to revive him. And yeah, they said at that time he reached almost 700 pounds, 300 pounds short of a ton. At the time of his death, his wife um, basically stated that he was not able to go to the bathroom on his own. That he was, um, you know, he wasn't able to stand up for performances. He was, you know, he was kind of bedridden, really. And it's pretty sad to see somebody. But the problem was, is that he went to a fat camp um, a couple of months before he passed. Almost a year before. And in doing so, he lost about 100 pounds. He went to a kind of like a, a clinic out in Duke, um, on the Duke University campus. And was able to kind of... He seemed that he was on his way back, but when he, he got back into the same sort of habits and the same sort of, and I mean, when you're rich too, it's kind of hard for people to tell you no, people could sneak you food and, excuse me, do whatever. So he basically um, died because of his lack of self-control and regardless of, and I'm not speaking ill of the dead, he was one of the, he was one of the greatest ever to ever do it, but we, we lost the talent. We lost somebody who could have, I mean... One of the first Latins to ever go platinum, you know, the only one who's done it since is probably is big pun. I'm sorry, not uh, is fat Joe. And so we, we lose this person and, you know, primarily because of identity and because of the fact that, Hey, I wanted, he wanted to hold on to this notion of, he, you know, he was big, he was, he was large. He was, is this, that, and the third. And when you, when you take into, into account how many people we are losing within our within our systems due to just unhealthy habits. Um, this is where the body positivity and the fitness world will, will always clash. And to be clear on the other spectrum, it's not beneficial to, to live your life as you are always prepping for a a bodybuilding show. I mean, some of the, the, the measures that are taken to make sure that you are in, you know, the, the, the best shape possible are just unhealthy on the other end. So both of the extremes are bad and you got to find a middle ground, but, um, to just give people an out and say, Hey, you know what? Just, I don't mean to, to come out across like this, but just to say, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, that unhealthy habit that you've been practicing, you can let it go. That's not going to benefit anybody. And it's only hurting people, you know, um, that segment of the body positivity movement. So, Hopefully, um, as we dive into this, you know, a little bit more, we'll kind of, you know, gain some more insight and, um, there's hundreds of just insane amount of articles written on this sort of stuff. And it it is touching a nerve out there because for, for a very long time, we've had only one set of beauty, you know, um, one standard that we've looked to. And to be, to be honest, it's, um, it's, it's, um times are changing but as they change we need to we need to look at how they're changing and if it's for the better or for the good if it's if if we're doing ourselves a disservice or if we're actually helping each other so hopefully this um this source uh this kind of finds you in a good place uh hopefully you guys are staying healthy and well out there and uh protecting one another and you know gearing up to get your vaccine shots if you're able to and you know just being careful you know make make sure you read the label you know before they stick it in your arm you know kind of thing but until next time I want you guys to keep fit and have fun out there <laughs>